0: welcome to the pod buffet your selection of five-minute tasters by podcasters from around the world and this is the saturday digest perfect for that late breakfast or early brunch enjoy
1: that are successful in the long term are brands that are very very close to their core and they keep even though they grow and they diversify always that core is strong and solid and they are very close the messages are, are always coming from the same point so I think that will be the advice it'll be make sure you know that you perfectly what is it that you're standing for and then to grow from there and to keep that connection as you grow and as you diversify.
2: Welcome to Mindful Business Founder, the podcast for fashion business founders seeking to build a meaningful and profitable business. I'm Liki Tang and I'm here with you today to find out how mindful founders build strong businesses that deliver value to people and to the planet. Today's episode is the second part of my conversation with Mathie Ventrion, who has joined us from Fair Isle in Scotland. When she first visited the island, she felt that she really belonged there and decided to move there. But you cannot just decide to move to Fair Isle. You need to submit an application and build a project. As Matty explained, there's plenty of work there, but no one is recruiting there. So you have to be a bit entrepreneurial and create your own job, and also find a way to serve the community of the island. So she built a project and moved the whole family from London to Fair Isle, and fell in love with the knitwear tradition. And in 2011, in order to preserve and to continue the knitwear tradition in Fair Isle, she launched her brand, Mati Montrion. In the previous episode, we delve into Fair Isle, into its history and the knitwear tradition. And if you haven't listened to it yet, you still can go ahead with this one and come back to the other one later. Now, in this part of our conversation, we will continue on our exploration of the incredible journey of an international fashion business owner in the tiny and remote island of Fair Isle. Mathie will share with us some of the lessons learned when she launched the MV Collection, a collection inspired by museum pieces that Mattie has modernized and made more affordable. If you're a knitwear designer, this part is a must listen as Mattie will walk us through the details of the making of this collection. We will also discuss the mainstream fashion system and why Mattie has chosen to develop her business on the fringe of this system. But my favorite part is when Mattie shares with much generosity and benevolence some insightful pieces of advice for starting and growing a meaningful business. So if you want to find out more about developing a network collection inspired by history and tradition, growing a meaningful fashion business that works for you and designing a life and a business on your own terms, join me for this conversation with Mati Ventrillon. When I hear you talking about your journey and how you got into the business and how you managed to grow it, it sounds very natural, very smooth, and very organic. And the tension only comes from your passion and not from external factor. And I'm wondering if there's anything that you've done, that you have done when you started your business, is something that you would not try again? Something you've you've learned?
1: I think I have learned a lot. But also my growth has been, compared to what uh, is expected business-wise, it's been quite slow. I mean, I'm on my seventh year. I started, yes, I'm going to, yes, this is my seventh year. And... You know, at at this stage, most businesses are much bigger than what I am. And I think growing very slowly and, as you said, organically has allowed me to adapt without terrible consequences um, because it's a more controlled growth. So things don't tend to get out of hand. Unfortunately, the consequences of that is that I can't always fulfil the demand for garments. And the collections are much, much slower. Yeah, everything is just slow. And it's a complete different rhythm. So one of the projects that I was very, very hesitant To start, but I felt it was needed. It was the production of industrially manufactured garments coming from the island. So I had this dream that I could bring industrial knitting machines to the island so that we could produce fabrics and we can make garments and that can trigger the development of other businesses utilizing the fabric
3: and the motives. Hello, this is Tanya Marion of the Talaterra podcast, a podcast about independent professionals working in environmental education and related fields. Today's selection from the Talatera podcast features my conversation with Alister Duncan, an award-winning artist and educator who uses sound to interpret place. We will join the conversation where I asked Alister about the nature experiences he creates. The nature experiences you provide are very detailed. They—they're—it's clearly not simply the result of you. Opening up the voice recording app on your phone and pressing the red record button. There's so much depth and so many layers there. Yet you don't, you don't re- compose those sounds. I mean, intentionally, you don't necessarily go out to, with that intention. In is my in my impression? Um, and
0: well, in, in in actual fact, the the what I put on the Stillwalks blog posts are. Often um, kind of incidental in that I will maybe have gone for a walk and all I have on me is my phone. So necessarily then I think, oh, I want to get this shot. Oh, I could use it for for this post and, and so on. So I take photographs then with my phone and I record sound on my phone then as well. Although that is more problematic because the quality is not, particularly where wind is involved, as good as it could be. But for the Stillwalks videos, I would go out on a, on a production day. And uh, for. Uh, because I do that on my own, and I have a lot of kit to carry <laughs> for that, that was one of the reasons that I. Is still one of the reasons that I use the cameras that I do. They're three quarter frame Canons that are a bit smaller, a bit more compact than the full frame. Uh, dslr cameras but a little bit more easy (laughs) less weight to to carry along with the sound kit and so on but it is important that the sound is recorded at the same time as the photography is done and i get a lot more than is actually used so a walk uh, a production walk could take anything from three or four hours to seven or eight hours depending on the the walk and, and what i'm capturing And that's edited down to between, what, six and nine or ten minutes. So I might only be using 10% of the images that I take. And the soundscapes then are built around those images. Of course, I'm able to identify which sound recordings I've got are specific to the photographs that I'm using because they're all time-stamped. That doesn't mean to say I don't have some license to uh, bring in aspects of the walk that, you know, don't quite match up with the photos or whatever. But it is really important to get it as genuine as I can, because I know that there are those out there, quite rightly so, that if they heard a particular bird, perhaps, in this location, you don't get that bird in that sort of uh, environment, (laughs) somebody would comment on it, they'd notice. So yeah it's very important that it's very that it's genuine.
3: To learn more about Alistair and his work, visit the link in the show notes for this episode of The Pod Buffet.
4: Hey, it's Duncan here. And it's Ruby. And today we're doing lesser known Unreal Animals. Now, what this is, is this is a podcast using story cubes. Rubes, what are story cubes? They're cubes with different images on them. We have nine of them and you're supposed to make up a story using those cubes. And you have to use every single picture and you have to create a story using those pictures. Yep. And then the one thing that we're going to add into this is we're going to add a lesser known unreal animal. So you might know griffins and unicorns and minotaurs and elves. Well, they're all the well known unreal animals. But we're going to do stuff like the barbarian barking goat and the crocodile using story cubes to make a story about these lesser known unreal animals. Okay. Week to week, we'll come up with a brand new lesson on Unreal Animal and then we'll roll the story cubes together and we'll make a story. Sounds like fun? Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. All right. Listen, if you're really keen to learn about this and have some fun making up stories on your own, we'd love you to subscribe to the podcast And add it to your playlist, and then once a week, we're going to release a podcast of lesser-known Unreal Animals with a story completely improvised by me, Duncan, and my daughter, Ruby. Okay. So, subscribe if you want to find out more.
0: Thanks for being here and hope to see you again soon. Pod buffet the eclectic mix of podcasts from around the world, brought to you Monday, Wednesday and Friday with a digest on Saturday morning, just in time for a late breakfast or early brunch. Enjoy.